0: You outside uh, plowing your driveway?
1: No, I'm 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 wearing the Vision Pro, so I can <laughs> deal with virtual snow because I don't really want to leave the house.
0: I don't think it's a good idea. No. Like I, I'm no. I'm genuinely worried about it. What, you're genuinely worried about the Vision Pro? Yeah, about that turn of humanity, if that's the way it goes.
1: Headed toward WALL-E, isn't it? Everybody just sitting on Barka loungers visiting, you know, alternate universes or Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And the reality in Ready Player One is this post-apocalyptic nightmare, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, with with Ben Mendelsohn, you know, heading it all up. So there's that. Can't trust that guy can't trust that guy have you has he ever been trustworthy in any movie uh that's a good question actually
0: you know i feel bad for those typecast people you know they're they're always yeah that guy's always been a bad guy
1: he's all a bad guy in star wars bad guy in uh bloodlines with kyle chandler who was amazing because he's kyle chandler
0: yeah, is he? What is he playing? He's in Captain Marvel, apparently, but I don't know what he plays in that.
1: I didn't see those those Marvel movies. Mm, mm, I see. Yeah,
0: I see how you are. You just <laughs> it's like came out in the last fifty three years, and just, I'm,
1: no, I'm waiting for the Deadpool thing okay. with the with the Wolverine.
0: Yeah, uh, I I watched the teaser trailer. It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, well, it's you know they're 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 clever those Deadpool people. But that's Ryan Reynolds, right? He's he's yeah. kind of typecast. He's that snarky version of himself in everything he does. But I'm right? buying it every time. Same, same here. But that's what he does. Yeah, that guy's charming as hell. Yeah, he it,
0: is. <laughs> like, if Ryan Reynolds wanted to come hang out with me, I'd be totally into it. Like, let's hang out,
1: Ryan Reynolds. Well, uh, hold on. Let me ask him. Hey, you want to go hang out with? No, he's, he's shaking his head. Yeah. He said no. No. <laughs> Wow.
0: That's so sad. <laughs> uh so I I spent the last week uh well for 5 days of the last week uh in the sun in Florida. And so uh I don't have too much to report on how was it up in Maryland
1: while I was away? Cold? <laughs> was it really? We're above Maryland where it's uh, still cold as hell and doesn't look like it's going to get any warmer for months. Back to you in the studio, Bill. Uh, we, yeah. So we were in
0: Sarasota. Sarasota. Uh, yeah. You've heard of it.
1: Uh, I've heard of it. I don't I couldn't tell you where it is in the state. I don't know. OK, where it's it just is.
0: south of uh, Tampa.
1: Oh, south of Tampa. Sure. Yeah. So that would put it uh, on the west coast. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. West yeah, Coast. Middle sure. of the West Coast. That's the, right. Right in the middle of the West Coast <laughs> in Florida. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, yeah, sure. So, Tampa. So the,
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> the reason I bring it up is that the Is ring- there a
1: knife sharpening, sharpening store there? Is that, is that where you're going with this? Did you bring no, knives on the plane? Not this time.
0: Although there was a sign when I was getting back on the plane in Florida that said, did you remember to remove your guns and ammunition from your
1: bag? Is that something you're not people to need take to be
0: reminded through- of?
1: Apparently. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to remove this AR-15 from my backpack. Yes. Yeah, that's scary. I,
0: okay. That's weird to me that people are, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a gun guy in that way. I mean, I've fired guns, whatever. I don't own any guns. I don't need to carry one around. Not even a Nerf? Or-
1: owning one yeah you don't even own a nerf gun
0: no my nephew owns more than enough to
1: you know armor the entire <laughs> enough, world enough for all of us bert's got us covered oh. when it comes to the nerf armory he
0: really does he's got a lot um so th- there was a th- at the ringling there's a house there that that one of the Ringling brothers built on the water. It's like beautiful as as in the Ringling
1: brothers, Barnum and Bailey. Is it a house or is it just a tent that they call a house?
0: (laughs) Well, that's funny. It is a house. It's ridiculous. They built it. And then the wife lived there for like three years before she died or something. And then, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the husband lived there for like three years because they rolled when they decided to build this house. But the really cool part about it is that there's a thing there called the Howard Brothers Circus Model, okay, all
1: right.
0: Some guy, uh, Howard. How? Yeah, actually, it's Howard <laughs> something rather. I forget what the guy's right. name is. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Howard Tibbles, T-I-B-B-A-L-S, uh, who died in like 2022, built a model of a circus coming into town. So one end of it is the rail cars coming in, and then. All of the uh, tr- wagon trains of cars and trucks and horses bringing stuff to the thing. All of the tents, not just the tents that the people are performing in, but the tents where all of the people eat and the tents where they get dressed and the tents where they keep the animals and the ticketing and all of it. It's 42,000 pieces. And this guy made it himself. Holy cow. It is so unreal. And it it's in the house? It's well. It, there's a whole circus museum there. At, at at they have like a whole circus museum here. If you if wow. you if you look up Howard Brothers, yeah, circus no, I'm, I'm model. looking at
1: it right now. It's crazy. Okay.
0: It is unreal. It was well worth the trip to Sarasota just to see this freaking model that this guy built. <laughs> but you walk all the way around it. You know what I mean? Like wow. you, like you come in one end, and you're like, oh, I guess it exits. No, 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 because it goes all the way around. Because then the back of half of the of the uh, tents are all themselves opened up, so you can see inside. And there's people performing, and people in the stands eating popcorn. And you know, wow, it was one of the more impressive feats of you know miniature stuff that I've ever seen in my life.
1: You know, m- my dad. Um used to know a guy that he worked for the he worked on the railroad with him but then he retired and he was a model train guy okay and he had this this massive model train city that he built and he bought one of the decommissioned cabooses from from the Southern Pacific and had that transported and put into his yard so you had to kind of walk through the caboose to get into the place where the where the model town was sure and it was just the same kind of thing it was just incredibly detailed cars and people and yeah. trucks and and fascinating I feel absolutely like, fascinating i feel like that was of a particular
0: time you know what i mean that like people did big models like that i feel like it was like your dad's generation cuz mm-hmm. this guy was of that age you know what i mean like he yeah, was an yeah. older guy who who died recently and it was in his 80s or whatever you know that kind of thing um anyway he started working on it in 1956 it didn't premiere until
1: 1982
0: wow so <laughs> So you think, you think you were working on a project for a long time. Yeah, right. Wow. <coughs> anyway.
1: So wait, did he, did he uh, sculpt all of the pieces or were they off the shelf? Yeah, apparently, like, no. He,
0: apparently, he, uh, he began toying. Uh, Tibbles began toying with circuses in 1943 at the age of seven. At 12, he was given a lathe and a jigsaw.
1: Which
0: oh adv- wow, uh, which advanced his modeling b- model building. He started working on the model nurse 1956. So uh, let's see, he was 43. He was seven. So it was like when he was 20 wow. years old, basically. And then in 2004, he set up the circus at its current location at the Ringling State Tibbles Learning Center, full scale replica of the workshop. He took over. Yeah, one year, It took over one year to set up at the current location. <laughs> wow. So if anybody ever is going through Sarasota and are at the Ringling Museum do go in because it is well worth it just to see this model because it's unreal it's incredibly detailed it was just it was just nuts and apparently something we learned about it is that in the mess tent at the uh for these uh circuses in the early 20th century late 19th early 20th century the performers had assigned seats in the mess hall oh really yeah they didn't just like sit down wherever they sat
1: down at their seat Huh. Which I, Uh, to what end? I don't know. To keep these people away from these people or was it a, was it a hierarchy thing? I think maybe
0: it was just so that, you know, we all knew that there was room for everyone and maybe you could tell whether Joe Schmo ate or Nancy didn't eat or, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was funny that it was that mechanized and that by the time the circus started performing, most of the tents for all of the people had already started moving on to the next place. So wow. like the, the workshops and the ticketing and the, you know what I mean? All that stuff like was like, okay, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> like you finish up, follow up behind us. Wow. Anyway, just really cool stuff.
1: There was a thing I'm I'm looking for it right now and I can't find it. Um, w- were you ever a slot car person? Uh, I, I owned a set or two. Yes. Okay. So my grandfather had a little electric uh, ones. You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. My grandfather had a set. Um, of of large slot cars, like they they weren't the tiny ones, like the size of Hot Wheels. They were they were you know eight, nine, ten inches long, big big cars and and real wide tracks. So I've I've always been a real kind of fan of that. There's a company that builds slot car tracks inside of um full size cars. Um, wait, wait, wait like a
0: slot car track is inside a real car
1: <laughs> yeah it's um, meta. okay <laughs> yeah it is um okay wait here it is here it is here it is okay uh yeah yeah this is it okay Th- this is not the only article about it but it, it'll give you at least an idea of i'm going to paste it into our, our thing here yeah uh, so this guy has like a, a full-size Porsche 917 that tilts up, <laughs> and inside that is a slot car track with like, you know, a model of like Laguna Seca or something. Right, so
0: the car is no longer drivable. He basically no, no, uses no, 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 the, no, the, no, the frame no. as a, got it, got it, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's pretty unreal.
1: That's wild, right? And they sell these things, and they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, they better be. It took the guy seven years to make it. Uh, What is it called? Slot Mod Raceways is what it's called.
0: Wow! Wait, there's other people who do this. This is not a uh, just him. Uh, well this this is
1: his company. Oh, okay, 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 got it. Uh, but yeah, apparently there are, there are other people who do it. But now, look at the, the video in this thing. Well, the people with lots of money and are fans of cars, I guess. But you know that that whole idea of miniatures. This is fascinating to me. No,
0: this is. This is a this is sort of the idea. Oh, wow, look at these freaking slot car things! Aren't uh, they crazy? Uh, this is the kind of stuff. Yeah, who, it's like these ki- people who never quite grew up and and love the thing from their childhood and now have more money than sense, kind of thing. Wow, yeah. look at that! Yeah, you think? you I mean, it is interesting in some ways. Is the marketing of this right? It's like mm-hmm. you have to have this super glossy exclusivity kind of feel to it.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. You're
0: rich. You've already got a Mercedes and a Ferrari (laughs) and whatever.
1: What you need is a
0: slot car
1: thing for your living room. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a Porsche 917, but does it have a slot car track inside of it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: I I like the idea. What do you think about the idea of people sort of quietly choosing some sort of crazy art project that lasts them their entire
1: lives? I love it. I love it. Whether or not it sees the light of day. Yeah. B- because yeah. it's, I, I read a story the other day about this, this, I think he was a school teacher. Um, was it on Art News? Uh, let me see. School uh, teacher painter canvases. This, they, they, they found this, this like treasure trove of canvases this school teacher had been painting for years and they found a warehouse after he died uh found a warehouse of thousands and thousands of canvases that he had painted over the years never showed anybody never no, nobody even knew that he did it toiled did away it for in, in, in in quiet desperation <laughs> right right but i kind of love that you yeah. know i kind of love that that vivian meyer yep. did what she did for her not so that You know, Maloof could find it and market it as, you know, whatever he did to make money on it. But she obviously didn't need that to be the end result. She just did it because she loved it and wanted to do it for herself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that idea of I'm going to sink myself into this because I want to do it. I don't need you to even know about it. I don't need to show it to you. I don't need your validation. I wish I could get to a place like that where I could sink into something just like we were children, just for the joy of doing sure. it. Sure. Think of how many things we did as kids and whether we talked about it or showed people, maybe we did, maybe we didn't. We just did it because we wanted to do it. But do you think that I I, I like your story and the way that you're
0: describing it? Do you think that that is the way it is? Or do you think that perhaps it is that these people, you know, didn't ha- were, were too scared to show anyone? See, you're taking it as
1: uh, uh oh I see what you're saying it's it's a, a conscious choice <laughs> versus uh, I, maybe they're I, I don't, just I'm unable what to show are gonna say exactly yeah. hmm. you know hmm.
0: you're you're assuming that it is they're empowered and that's why they're not showing anybody but maybe it's that they're terrified and that's why they're not showing anybody i I agree that both of them are valid and and yours is definitely the more positive one that I would well I
1: certainly romanticize the idea of it sure you know? yeah that's what I'm saying Liv- living with anxiety all the time about what I do I would love to escape that and be able to go you know what I'm just going to make this for me I'm going to put time and money and, and effort yeah. and yeah. and my soul into it and I don't care what you think yeah. man I yeah. would love to get to that place yeah I would love it you know I um,
0: yeah this this last week I've been dealing with uh, uh the, the, um, the ongoing battle with somebody who's using my image illegally and, um, is
1: this that Seth, the, the Seth yeah, Godin one? Yeah.
0: Still <sighs>
1: after they assured you it was gone.
0: Oh yeah. And then, oh, okay. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of the information that I have right now is that the, the, we were staying with Heather's, uh, cousin down in Florida. Um, he and his wife had that's on the
1: on the west coast of Florida, right? Yeah, Sarasota. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> and right next next to Tampa is, is from what I understand, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Very, right near, you know that place very well. Right near the Ringling Museum. Uh, right, yeah. There, there's a there's a big museum there. Sure, there's
0: yeah. an amazing,
1: fantastic. I think the guy started it like 30 years ago. It's great. <laughs>
0: um, so he was his he owns a company. Her cousin started a company which uses like AI technology to analyze web ads and basically uh, optimize where to put them, how, you know, what keywords, all that kind of stuff. Like he he's starting oh, wow. a company that like helps do that stuff. But I was talking to him about this. I, we were just talking about it one night after dinner and, uh, and he said, wait, what's the name of the company? And I told him and he said, mm-hmm. hold on a second, let me get my laptop because oh, no. He has dun, 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 the hooks. Dun, 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 well, dun. he has the hooks into the Meta and f- Google ad
1: databases. Oh, wow! So he can yeah. look up and see w- w- to what degree they're using and your, your stuff.
0: Yeah, and apparently in the EU, there's like gdrp esque laws that require that stuff to be in public databases. Oh. so he looked up and found out they've been using them since August. Hundreds of thousands of impressions every two weeks. Really? Yep. Well, wow. I, but I was told by the company that they've only been using them for a very short amount of time, and it was a big mistake. And they've taken it down, and this, that, and the other thing. It, 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 now, can can you get hard copies of this data and use it? Well, I screen. Uh, I had them screen grab this stuff and send it to me, and I, yeah. you know, and wow. so. Um, anyway, this is all the, 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 the details of, of that are, you know, I don't want to go too far into it while I'm working this out, but this is news to me. And now I feel like I'm just getting taken for a ride and now I'm pissed. Right. And this feeds into every insecurity feeling of being a little kid. Like this, just, this just digs into all of my soft spots. Yeah. Um, not feeling like I get credit for what i've done uh uh feeling like
1: i it's not all right for me to ask what I think I deserve, you know what I mean, like all of this yeah, stuff sure, sure, you're just gonna take it anyway and then and then you're gonna tell me something else after you've already told me this exactly
0: yeah, yeah. I just I, yeah. it's
1: like it fires me up, and I'm angry right.
0: So I, I send an angry email to the guy and he sends me an angry email back and, or, you know, he sends he me sent a, you an angry well, not email an angry back. email back, but he was like, oh, you know, we took it down. He, I was told they were taking, it. I was like, you know what, if you took it down, I wouldn't have been served it a week later.
1: Yeah. So n- n- nor, nor would I have found out that it was up exactly. for months prior to what you told me. Exactly. Yeah. So but please tell me how your designer made a mistake. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so anyway, I'm waiting to hear back from them, but. You know, in the process, I've I've sent a couple emails in the last week that are far more um, combative than I would normally send. Right, because I'm mad, and right. I feel like I need to
1: stand up for myself. And these are very to to, to this person or, or other emails aside from this Uh to this guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if there yeah. were other no, issues no, 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 that, no. that kind of spilled this, over. This yeah. one, yeah. this one guy. Yeah,
0: and um. And we'll see how it all settles. I, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to remain somewhat passive. It's like, my basic feeling is, you know, I I can only do what I can do if if they disappear as a company or something like that. And, you know, I get nothing. It's like, well, I got nothing now. So I might as well get really mad because I am in the right across the board, you know?
1: Well, yeah. And you've been lied to now multiple times. Yep, Yep. Yep. Apparently.
0: Yep allegedly. Yeah. Right. But I was sitting there and I'm reading the emails and I'm getting all spun up in my, in my head and in my body. You know what I mean? Mm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You
0: know, like I, I'm like almost like shaking, writing these emails and, and want to hit send, but going to regret hitting send. And what if the guy yells at me back or, you know what I mean? And I know it's completely unreasonable, but this is just where my mind goes. And um, I've, I've doing it a few times this week has actually made me feel better about it. Cause then I've also sent it to a few friends of mine just to, you know, I'd, I'd send them an email and just say, Hey, is this over the top? You know, is this too much? Just or, as kind of a gut check type. Yeah. Thing. Or I'll show it to Conrad and, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and then somebody might say, Oh, I, I changed this word to that word, but no, you're totally in the right. And I don't like, I don't like being that guy. I don't like being a mean, the mean guy. Right.
1: Right. Um, but what, okay. Let me ask you something. Why are you doing this instead of your agent doing it on your behalf and, and let them be the bad guy?
0: Well, my agent's sort of backing away from the business. And so oh, she's really? useful oh, cool. for bigger jobs, but stuff like this is sort of like now on me mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: until I find a new one. Um, But yeah, I mean, yes, ideally that's the thing. But at the same time, I feel like I've been ducking this sort of responsibility. And I and I said in my last email, listen, you either get back to me by whatever, or I'm just gonna hand this off to a lawyer and let them deal with it. Cause I'm I'm not wasting my time, you know, going back and forth.
1: Nor should you, frankly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You screwed up. You should be begging forgiveness and you're like, like give me the runaround, you know. Um Anyway, the point of this is to say that uh, I've noticed in the last year, and this is going to sound really stupid, but, you know, last year for the month or six weeks or so that I was skateboarding before I hurt my hip, um, there were times when I had to overcome, you know, I'm up on the little mini ramp and I just have to drop in or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going down. Uh, an incline that is steeper and scarier than I want it to be at 48 years old, even with pads on, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, yeah, sure. It's scary. And I found myself in those situations for a a number of times. It's like, you ever have that feeling where you need to do something and it's, it's like pushing back at you. Like, like you're trying to pop through a membrane. Does that make sense? Uh, Like, like, yes, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yes. Is that a, is that a fairly evocative way of putting it? Like, like, Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there is that point where you, 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 because you, you feel that, that, that opposing pressure until you don't.
0: Yes. Right. Right. And there were a few times when skateboarding where it was just like, you know what? F it. Drop. You know what I mean? Just like Mm -hmm. put the Mm -hmm. weight in the front foot. Like worst case scenario, you fall down. But it's not going to get any better worst
1: case. Well, yeah,
0: (laughs) but, 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 you know, it's not going to get any better standing up here. You know what I mean? And you're never going to do it unless you just put the weight forward and do it, you know? And it was very freeing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it, it sort of made me feel like I learned a little bit of a lesson that sometimes you just have to lean forward and just put your weight in it and go for the ride. You know, you just have to do it. You have to overcome indecision by, like, bursting the bubble. Like, just getting a running start and popping through, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, even doing this for the last couple of weeks, V-mailing back and forth with this guy, I've gotten better at not feeling bad about standing
1: up for myself. Or not being, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Actually, is this the first time that you've had to deal with this as a photographer yourself, or have mm-hmm. you done this kind of thing before?
0: I've done it before, but I was never good at it. And I always felt really crappy afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it's just like a desensitization thing, you know, mm-hmm. you just got to do it. And you have to realize that if you're not standing up for yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know the, the world is, you know, part of me is just like, well, I don't want this guy to be mad at me. And I'm like, there are 8 billion people in the world and this guy did me wrong. Right. It's
1: okay. If he's mad at me, I'm mad at him, you know? So, well, and, but the, the reasons are, are very different. He's not mad at you per se. He might be mad at you Because of what you represent, which is going to be lost income.
0: Sure. Or he might think I'm being my fear is that he's going to think I'm being a jerk. Well, but even if he does believe that, yes, what do you care? Well, that's that's the place that I've tried to got try. I've tried to get to. Yeah. But that's a hard place to get is to overcome that fear of alienation. Right. Like that.
1: That I mean, I, I guess I could see it a little easier if he if he was actually a client or a former client who you maybe you did the work for initially and then he's continued to use he or she or whatever yeah uh, has continued to use the work but the the fact is this this you don't know this guy from adam he's just some person who found and decided to use your work right so i mean you don't you don't owe him any of your consideration you don't owe him any of your guilt
0: yeah yeah and you know and And, it's go ahead no that's good good and it is, yes, all of that is true, but it's hard to overcome that thing of like, oh God, I don't want to get yelled at.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And, you know, uh, you know, uh, that's a hard emotional thing to overcome.
1: Sure. Because you start in this situation, you've started on the emotional back foot.
0: Yes. Yep. And, yeah. and always do in these situations. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um as as much as I want to be the good guy going into the thing. And I even said in the last email, I was like, listen, I want to believe you're acting in good faith. Like I really do. Yes. But, but the here's the is evidence to the support. contrary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm 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 giving you the benefit of the doubt, and I've been giving you the benefit of the doubt for two weeks, and now I'm just mad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and and, you know, hear me roar you know if if you really want me to get mad if you if you want me to stick lawyers on you, I know lawyers a lot of them, you know, right. and I'm willing to lose money to screw you because I'm that mad right now, which is I yeah. know in itself an emotional reaction,
1: yeah sure, sure,
0: but I'm that mad, you know, and it's like and this it, okay. it, to some extent this guy gets the gets all of the wrath of people
1: screaming me over for years about random little things is, yes, and that's that's kind of where okay. I was going to go next is yep. is 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 the reaction just to this or is it, and you just answered it is, it, is it multitudes of this coming together into one thing?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. but But you know what? It's got to start somewhere, right? Like all of that frustration and fear and anger and all the rest of it, I have to overcome it once so that it doesn't affect me as much
1: the next time, you know? Yeah. And, and, is there something to where this photograph kind of either internally or externally ranks in your canon of work? Is there something yeah. about that? Like, are you more angry about this? Because you're like, this is this is one of I think this is one of my best pictures. So, yeah, I'm going to be a little more angry about well, this yeah, that, because and, of that. Yeah.
0: Yes. And and that was the other thing that I wanted to bring up in this and, and, and ask you about is, you know, my picture is now related to their company and I didn't get to choose that relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean,
1: so yeah, it's, 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 you know, Michael Jackson selling the Beatles to Nike or Coke or, you know, whatever yes. it is.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. just like you, you stole it. And not only did you store it, st- steal it, but you soiled my work to some extent. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it may be that somebody else will see that picture and want to use it for something. They'll be like, oh, yeah, but it was used with that shady whatever company. Right. And it's like, no, I didn't use it with that shady whatever company. They used it without asking me, which gives me double anger about them not paying me. You know what I mean? Right. Right.
1: And that's a genie you can't put back in the bottle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it's interesting, like the the the, the ownership and, and level of value. I do think that that is one of the or the best picture of that guy that's been taken i mean he himself mm-hmm. has said it's one of the best pictures of him so it's also like okay so this is the best one of its type it's not just like oh there's 50 amazing images of this guy yeah. and this was just one of them it's like no everyone says that this is the one so have you, you just been
1: in contact with seth over this i have not i didn't i, I wonder if it gets to that point if it gets to the point of he himself stops using this picture because he himself doesn't want to be associated with this company, then what that takes, then it's, it's in a whole other realm where, where the client himself goes, I I don't want to be associated with this.
0: Well, he's in, he's in cahoots with this company. Oh, he is. Yeah. It's like a masterclass kind of thing.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. Okay.
0: You know, so, but at the same time, you know, he's, he he never wants to pay for the picture either. So, so that's, that's a whole other thing. But 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 it's interesting because also this week, um a picture that I took f- f- twelve years ago is now on knowyourmeme.com. I don't know that. Uh Sorry. okay. So there's like there's these websites that keep track of memes. Uh hmm. and this picture here, I'll send you a link. No know, uh,
1: <laughs> know your meme?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I sent you a link in the show notes. It sounds like
1: uh, a fox <laughs> sitcom
0: yeah it is you know different memes and then there's a whole page with the
1: teapot i remember this okay yeah
0: so the guy with the teapot apparently it went viral again this week interesting and if you scroll down you will find all of these new crazy examples of what people have done with this thing
1: oh wow look at that
0: yeah so this is a picture of this guy pat and my wife in my kitchen that i took i think 2013 according to this yeah. I'm glad that they have the the date because I don't. Um oh no, in twenty thirteen some kid posted a demotivational poster. The 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 Matrix Home Edition thing was in twenty thirteen. So I think this is from twenty twelve. And it it like came back again and now people are, you know, making all kinds of versions of it and and you know. Start. Are you
1: upset by this because it's non-commercial? Well, no. Food? See,
0: yeah, this this doesn't upset me because, A, this was just a fun, silly picture I took. And now all these people are... The funny thing about it is that the guy who's in the picture put up a, a Twitter post the other day with behind-the-scenes photos. I think if you... <laughs> uh, right. and And... Oh, yeah, there they are. And it says, purportedly, the photo was taken by photographer Bill Wadman in 2013. It's like, purportedly? No, I can say that I took the photo in 2014. That's funny. Yeah, yeah there you are in, in the photo, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this doesn't bother me because, I mean, honestly, this is a bunch of 14-year-old kids in India or whatever it is, like making memes. Like, what, what am I going after? You know what I mean? I right, wish they would right, give right, me right. credit for the original image when they post it. Um, but it feels
1: different than than the other thing.
0: Yeah, because the other thing is 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 they're making money on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's no
1: there's and no it's, argument it's weird. for fair I mean, use. Hearing hearing this story from you and and I know a little more about it because we we've, we've talked about it offline. But yeah, I didn't know that that Seth was actively involved. It's weird that he wouldn't have said, "Hey, I'm He'd doing probably, this thing." Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, because that, he's done that before with you. He's done. He's come to you again and gone, hey, I, you know, I, I, I'm doing this thing and I want to use it for this. Is that cool? He has am, asked am a couple of times. Yeah.
0: He has asked a couple of times. But also, I think a lot of people just do searches for pictures of him and then
1: find mine and
0: contact me because I've sold that image a dozen times or.
1: Right. But, more. but you've sold that image to maybe people who weren't directly involved with him. It's strange that he is involved with this company and it still went unchecked
0: true although you know he's probably the marketing side of that is probably way outside of his purview or maybe he figures they did pay for it maybe he doesn't care i don't know you know i mean like i don't know i'm not does this speak to
1: i mean look you and i both know a fair number of people for whom this has been a situation they've had to deal with whether it's you know songwriters or or you know painters or photographers whatever it is do you think it's going to get keep getting worse Yeah. Or will, does it, does it, does it warrant kind of a rejiggering of the whole copyright system?
0: Well, you know, that's a big question. I, I think that it's interesting because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently talking about, you know, these LLMs and AI systems just sucking up all the content and using it. And how is that different than a person going to a museum or reading a book and and using that information in their head and then making something new. You know what I mean? Like that, that sort of like the right to read as it were. Um, Mm -hmm. and I guess, I guess the, the distinction is, wait, how, how is it that I get to do my job and pay my rent? If you can just take everything I do and stick it in a machine that spits stuff out, you know?
1: Um, you know, well it's, and it's and it's it's fast. It's there's there's nobody else involved. I mean, it takes it you know, in a literal sense, it takes that human element out of it. And I think it's going to get to a point probably sooner than later, where it's it's scraped enough source material to manufacture whatever it needs about anything, and and more source material is not necessarily going to add to it.
0: Yes. Does that make and sense? Sure. And I'm sure that there are people who would argue, well, then certain people will appreciate the artisanal handmade whatever It's like well, I don't make my living from artisanal handmade whatever. I make my living by taking pictures for magazines and for companies
1: well, and and, for, and even if that's true man it you're still you're not going to support an entire industry that way no, and there's still the question of exposure, and there's a the question of marketing, and how do you get that how do you get that artisanal Blah, 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 in front of enough people to make the artisanal thing.
0: Yeah. When four quadrillion valuable. images are made per day by yeah. machines. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just get completely lost in it. And I like, I, again, I don't, it's interesting that, you know, the, but my personal ownership and the value of two images I've taken, let's say that picture of Seth and this picture of Pat dodging mm-hmm. the thing, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: well, the one dodging the thing, that's just a fun, you know, conceptual thing that we came up with and again no one's making any money out they're just sharing their weird versions of it on twitter if anything i should i i should it should be flattering you know what i mean that people like that image enough to make anime versions of it and and do whatever they do um and i so i don't you know i it is funny every time i look at it though because it's my wife throwing the kettle you know so she's like
1: um but and since you're behind him well you're in you're in front of him and you're in front of her she's technically she's throwing it at you. So Yeah,
0: wait a minute. <laughs> that's where that bump <laughs> on my head came from. I actually really like the versions where it's just the drawing, where it's like right. it's just the like it's gone out of the realm of the photo and and you know, I just think that's kind of neat. But yeah. I but man, it's 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 a it's a hard thing to you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, oh, well the things you make you don't get to choose what the world makes of them or what they think mm-hmm. of them. And all of mm-hmm. that is true. But are you saying that the minute I make something, I have no control over it? Because that's kind of feels like where it's going.
1: It I mean, seems to be where it's going. Yeah. You sent yeah. me the thing
0: the other day that either Instagram has or will be training
1: on all of the images that are posted on there. It, it is Apparently, it's been going on for a while now. That and that's everything in the terms that of you post, yeah, yeah, everything that you post on Instagram is being used to train AI models for Meta.
0: Right. So now, would you stop using it because of that?
1: Hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I probably not. I mean, I'm. No, I don't think I would. Would it be different if the
0: work you made, you were doing, you were selling commercially? You know what I mean?
1: Well, it it certainly gives me pause about what I share and how I share it moving forward. But if the genie's already out of the bottle, taking it down isn't going to do anything,
0: right? But you don't have to post more, I guess. Right, right, you know, right, right. Should that Jamie McKelvey guy we have a couple prints on our wall of who does all the Marvel stuff now? Should he stop putting it on Instagram if he does? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah. I I look at the people that I look to rather the people who I respect and whose work that I really admire and you know, they're still sharing work. Yep. And, you know, somebody like Shepard Ferry, Shep is still sharing a ton of stuff and doesn't seem to be that worried about it now. Maybe because he has enough collectors who, um, you know, buy his physical work. In fact, we just, we just bought another piece the other day. Um, and it, it it arrived and it, there's something about that I mean you you've experienced this you take it out of the tube and you look at it and you're like wow this is this is great this is the way I want to see things rather than you know on a screen so I think there will always be to your point earlier about artisanal you know work and people want to see the work in person and and physically but man it sure makes it difficult to know what direction to go in yeah 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 you As know, a maker of anything, you know, sure. I mean, we've, we've, uh, you know, Ben, Ben Jordan, we've talked to him about him a, a little bit, uh, a band called the Flashbulb. Yep. yep. All of his music was taken down off of Spotify and he has no idea why all of it, everything gone. He doesn't know. 14 albums gone <clears> from Spotify. And he's just like, what's going on? I have no idea what's happening here. Nobody's contacted me and I can't get anybody to return calls emails messages etc you know right. so as as things are electronic first physical second and and the electronic side of things is so immediate and so um, um, hard to get a handle on I mean you you've been at this for two weeks now trying to get a straight answer out of somebody yeah who is you know uh, apparently the CEO of the company and doesn't have a straight answer for you Right. So, I mean, that, I think that's just going to get more and more complicated, the more and more players and the more and more, more and more uh, 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 platforms or, or services that have your work. I mean, and it's everywhere now and you can't take it down. Right.
0: Yeah. In fact, I just got a reply from them. <laughs> Do,
1: you <want> to read <laughs> Do you want to read it live? Do you want to read it?
0: They're requesting information or documentation regarding the copyright permissions of my photo. Specifically, they're interested in understanding the scope of of the right of my rights to my own image, including the countries where these rights are protected and any other relevant legal considerations. Isn't that kind of their so, job? So now you're Not supposed
1: to my, so, educate them on copyright law?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that, so much okay. fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. So now I have to like, you know, what?
1: You have to make your case. Yep. You have to prove my image to them, in the first place. You have to prove to them that they operated in bad faith. Yeah. It's good times. <laughs> By the way, my blood right now? <laughs> boiling. <laughs> well, let's talk about something else. What would you like to talk about? <sighs> I saw this puppy the other day who was adorable.
0: <laughs> oh, I actually saw puppies <laughs> yesterday that were incredibly cute.
1: In Sarasota?
0: Uh no, actually in New York, I I was uh
1: uh in New York. That's on the east side of the country. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I, I was uh, meeting up with um with uh Cisco. Uh, and
1: wait. Is he back living? He was, no, he was in New, New York, York for, for. I don't mean, is he back living? Like, he, was yeah, he undead for he a while? Back from the dead. No, <laughs> is he, he. Back from the dead? He's, <laughs> he's, he
0: was in New York for, for a film, uh, dance film festival thing. You that know, that would be a fun up.
1: series for you to do. Uh, undead dancers. Undead dancers. Dancers in zombie outfits. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're trying to do really complicated moves, but they can't because their bones are brittle and they things break. are falling so, off. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a fun series. It would be people.
0: You're welcome. The zombie people, man. They got. Anyway, it's not you a picture of those cute dogs. Um, oh, yeah. Look at those. Those uh, are his dogs? No, they were dogs of some woman at the coffee shop we met up at But oh. they were cute. They were little puppies. Um, hey, uh, Elton John is selling
1: his print collection. I saw that. I saw that the did, other day. Did you look uh, through the
0: pictures it? on Christie's?
1: No. Okay. I can't it. afford any of them anyway, so you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're talking about you know, ten to thirty to five hundred thousand to you know, fifty thousand, seventy thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But man, it's a good collection.
1: He he strikes me as someone who not only has really good taste but has for decades has had really great access.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, you know, I think he has I good mean, taste. I think he has access and I think he has money.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I, I think he, you know, he's been around long enough to have known some of these artists before they became where they are now. Sure.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: sure. Like he could have, you know, he could have purchased a Basquiat for, you know, Twenty grand instead of four hundred eighty million or whatever it is. Right, right, right,
0: right, 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 right,
1: right. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's very eclectic.
0: His his choice of images, uh, mm. you know. I mean, it's well, it's. I mean, there's a lot of the the obvious stuff, right? And then there's also the 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 classic stuff, and then there's the Maple and that kind of stuff of of of, of that era. Um, yeah, but I think that he made. He chose a lot of, you know, classic stuff. He's got Weston. He's got Dorothea Lang stuff. He's Stieglitz and, and you know. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Avedon, Newton.
0: Yeah. He's got a lot of the classics some, and they're good examples of those guys.
1: Yeah. Bruce Weber, Herberts, Ritz, yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. Oh, that's a beautiful one. That Vogue cover.
0: <gasps> yeah. Oh, and the horse. There's 352 in here. I don't know why. The question is, why is he
1: selling? Oh, he's got Dovima with the elephants. Oh, wow. The he, Avedon print. Yeah, he's wow. got a lot of stuff. Carl Strauss, Louis Hine. Wow, he's got good taste. Yeah, Kertesh. <gasps> Imogen Cunningham. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is like uh, a museum. Yeah, this would be a fantastic show about the history of photography. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's got Horse a Herbert. He's
0: got yeah. a Herbert List, who we used last week. We we used last week. Yeah. By by the way, four to six, four to eight thousand or six to eight thousand dollars is what their estimate for the list. So we could we could totally listen. Let's put some money together. Everyone send in five dollars, <laughs> and we're
1: going to buy this
0: picture. And we'll buy this picture, and then when we sell it twenty years from now, we'll split it up between everyone. This who, is
1: great. Bill Brandt, yes, Ed Weston, yeah, Arbus. What Ouigi. a terrific collection! Oh, it's an unbelievable collection.
0: Which makes me wonder why he's selling it.
1: Well, I, you know what? I would imagine it's not unlike why, you know, Sting or Springsteen or Dylan, you know, these people sell their catalogs. I mean, he's enjoyed them for decades. Why not give others a chance?
0: Oh, apparently he's selling because he's 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 downsizing from his massive house to spend more Wait, time. Wait, he's got
1: these all on display?
0: No, no, no. Well, I think he had archives at his house and now he's like getting rid of the, the house that had the archives in it.
1: Oh, look at that! Avedon, Susie Parker, and Gardner McKay. Oh,
0: it's a beautiful picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, pretty cool stuff, though, and totally worth as a photo person just looking. I gotta through go buy a lottery fun. ticket.
1: No, I gotta go buy a lottery ticket. If I won the Powerball, I would buy a lot of this stuff. I'll tell you right now. Would you really? Yes, I would. Interesting. Julius Schulman. Look at that. Oh, beautiful. Hmm. Now, is there anybody in here that we should use that we haven't used as Photographer of the Week, speaking of I'm them.
0: sure there are a billion of them. Uh, <laughs> a billion. One. Wait, have we billion. ever used Ouija?
1: Have we ever used we Ouija? We must
0: have. Uh, we must have used Ouija. Let me, let me, let's, let's just do a, let's do a little search here. Guy Bourdin. have we used Guy Bourdain? Uh We did do Ouija. Uh, 123. No, actually, maybe we used, uh, Oh, no, we used Howard Schatz. I don't know that we've actually ever done Ouija. Oh, there's all kinds of people in here that are great. In fact, we should just keep this stuff uh, archived for potential for, you this know, is, future. This is one of the most of the
1: incredibly comprehensive private collections I've ever seen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Vic Muniz, Bertinsky,
1: like the, everybody. Hiroshi Sugimoto. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I bet we haven't used Hiroshi Sugimoto. Okay. Anyway, lots of stuff in here. Yep, beautiful. Yep, yep, good yep. good find.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the Abe Morrell one of the you know where he does the camera obscura in the room and mm-hmm, turns. It, mm-hmm. Oh, he's got he's got a couple of those.
1: God, he's, he's just... got Brutinsky. Now, would you? Okay, money no object. D- does does something like this interest you in in terms of collecting? Uh, or are you would you would you not even if you had the money would you not put it towards this does it have any interest for you
0: it it does have interest for me the i will say oh, though he's,
1: he's got some crude sense well there you
0: go as i get older i see less utility in collecting stuff because i know that when i'm gone it's just stuff you know um so the idea of having this for myself i don't have a huge need for that personally Hmm. Um, or at least I'm trying to overcome that. Uh, why do you, do you feel like you would collect? I mean, we talk about the books a lot and you make fun of the fact that I don't open my books a lot, but like,
1: <laughs> you know, you have lots of books. You probably don't open all that often.
0: Uh, I think we all no, do. No, but
1: I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I do open them when I get them. I may not look at them often, yeah. but there is, there. It, it's important for me to at least see the work at sure. least once.
0: Yeah. Um, Here's a
1: guy, Guido Mocáfico, born 1962, just does pictures of spiders.
0: Oh, those, I looked at those spiders. Those spiders are creepy.
1: Aren't they creepy? Yeah. I think that they're, you know, again, because I, I like, I like having things around me that are interesting to look at. I think I wouldn't have a collection this large, but I think there is something about if you can have it, if you can afford it, if you can, and it doesn't have to be. You know, um, um you know, the, the, the 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 icons that we all that we talk about a lot. Sure. You know, just, just work that you like. There yeah. is something about having a connection to um, a maker of some sort. You know, sure. and, and I I think it it goes beyond the the book thing for me. Like you know, money no object, I would have a Rauschenberg. Just because I would love to have something that he himself actually made touched printed whatever it is yeah is that something um, you can do i don't know i mean maybe if you want to sell your house and yeah right (laughs) if i wanted to live on the street if i wanted to cover cover myself with the print then yeah yeah, i could do that yeah um i don't know there there is i think there is something i'm not a, a collector of things typically but and i don't really see them as uh, collecting as much of, uh, as much as I see them as connection, you know, again, I, I would have, I would love to have a, a, a Crudson print, right. You know, I, I would love to have something that he himself took off the printer and held and went, yep, that's okay. That one will, that one will do and then signed. Right. You know, it's, it's why I have Shepard fairy screen prints. I can't afford his originals, but I can buy his screen prints that he touched and signed and numbered. So there is that, that ephemeral connection to the maker. And I right. like that.
0: Right, 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 right. That the that, that that I mean that's the that's the advantage of the actual product in the real world, right? The 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 object. Sure. Um that I think you and I love, which is different than having a 4K you know image of the painting or something. Yeah. You know, going to see the painting is different than looking at a picture of a painting. No how, no matter how good the painting the image is. In fact, you might actually be able to see the painting better on your computer screen than you can in the museum half the time because of the lighting and distance and whatever. Yeah, sure. But somehow it's different. Sure. You know, I don't know. Hey, did you end up photographing your work again?
1: I started it yesterday and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it by size. So I'm doing all of, all of one particular size and then I'll move on to the next. So I don't have to mess with the lighting, you know, every, every one, every, every picture. Sure. Give me a little bit of your process on that. What are you doing? Um well uh I'm using constant lights okay. um 36 inch octa no okay well sort of you know I'm uh, softbox a round softbox okay um double baffled um not quite 45 the one on the left is is shallower to the surface than 45 because I want to see some of the highlights of the texture. Okay. And if I photograph if I photograph them at 45, it ends up being a little too flat. Too flat, right. And I and I want to see some of those peaks uh to show the texture. And um I'm shooting them in high-res mode on on the Olympus EM1 Mark II. Mm-hmm. Um after much testing and forum diving and and all that, it its sweet spot is five six. <laughs> Just, um,
0: uh it's funny, I think that that's because maybe it's a smaller sensor?
1: That... Well, yeah, I mean it's it's you're getting into like f11 now on full frame. So if I'm shooting at f8 now you're at f16, so you do start to get into that diffraction territory. Right, exactly, yeah. You know. So 56 is great. Um 200 ISO and they so far they look really good. Okay. Um I'm I'm really happy with them. Now wh- so, what is
0: what is your reason for doing this? Is this
1: archiving? Is this it's archiving, it's preparing to to put them in in potential zine projects. Yep. It's um, maybe selling prints. You know, one of the things that I that I like about doing this is I'm I'm photographing them all at the same scale in terms of how much space they take up in the viewfinder. So regardless of whether it's a six by six, an eight by eight, a 12 by 12, or a 24 by 24, I'm photographing them at the same size, relative size in the viewfinder. Right. So it what becomes interesting is I can print a 6x6 six six at the same size as I can print a 24x24 1 to 1 and you you end up seeing a lot more detail because this this 6x6 six six or 8x8 eight eight is now being printed at 2424 and it, you you just end up resolving much more detail visually than you would sitting there looking at the 6x6 six six or the 8x8 eight eight. so it's I'm I'm seeing things little teeny you know details and imperfections and things in the larger print than I see in holding the actual original in front of me, which I find kind of fascinating. Right.
0: Yeah. Isn't it funny? There's a good example, right? You're like, you're seeing it better digitally than you are in the real world to some
1: extent. Yeah. 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 Well, digitally and then, and then going back to analog, you know? So yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. So I've done, I've done, um, one block and I'll, I'll go at it again today. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it though. It's, um, it's Yeah, it's interesting. And then I, you know, then I haven't done anything with them in post yet, so then I have to bring them in and figure out how I'm going to catalog them and name them and all that kind of thing.
0: You know, I have a, a in the closet, I have a shelf, not a full shelf, but a, a bunch of boxes of Red River paper that I oh, really? no longer have a printer. Yeah. Um, so if anybody out there, you know, wants to give me 40, 50 bucks for this whole stack of Red River paper, including, what's the one you like? San Gabriel Semi-Gloss. I have a sealed box if you want it.
1: Oh, my favorite paper that the first iteration of that, they, they, yep. they came back with it and it, and it was different. different and it wasn't as good, but that first iteration of the San Gabriel semi-gloss was a fabulous paper. Yep.
0: And I, I what size I is it? What size is that box? 11, 14, I think.
1: 11 by 14. <clears throat> hmm.
0: But too small for you?
1: No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, most of my stuff is square. I'm, I'm just thinking through my catalog of what, what I could print on that paper at that size without having to cut it because it's such beautiful paper
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah, okay hold on to that one i might buy that from you
0: all right uh but i just you know it's just sitting in the closet and i have no use for it now so i should just take it also if there's somebody who has an r3000 uh epson and wants a bunch of aftermarket refillable ink uh let me know i'll just ship it to you um i have a box that i was going to throw out but it seems silly to throw it well, out. somebody's somebody got to have there. that.
1: Epson R3000, what is that, 1319? Or is that bigger? 1319, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: I just, you know, the printer thing at home, I love the idea, and then I don't use it enough, and then the printer goes bad, they last for a few years, you know? It's hard. Yeah. I mean, you saw,
1: you have that big one, right? Uh, Yep, Epson 7800. And still works. Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> y- y- Yes, <laughs> but... Um, it, I'm, I'm missing uh, the light, light black cartridge is empty and I still have not bought another one. Um, so yes, it, it, it absolutely still works. I just haven't gotten around to buying another light, light black cartridge from ink owl. How much uh, do they charge for
0: these cartridges nowadays?
1: 50 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Right. And it, it's, I mean, if you've never seen a large format printer cartridge they're about the size of a vhs tape yeah they're they're they are good size
0: you could print a lot on one of those you actually absolutely you went through an entire one or were you the whatever no, no, was it in there? was
1: it was used you know yeah. whatever was in there and it was it was almost um empty when i bought the printer
0: was this one that you bought real cheap, right? You got a good deal on it?
1: This is one that Richard Boutwell found for for me. Um, and it was previously owned by a professor of photography at some university in, I don't remember if it was a university in Philly. I think it was a, a university in Philly and, and didn't use it very much. And it came with a full complement of ink other than the light, light black. For whatever reason, the light, light black was almost empty. Huh. So. interesting that yeah. that it would
0: just be sitting there imagine how many of those printers are just sitting somewhere not
2: being and used. they're
1: workhorses i mean the the 7800s the 70 i had a 7600 in california the 7880s 7900 9600 which is the 48 inch version yep they're workhorses they just keep going
0: yeah I, the, the the big ones keep going the little ones die is from what i understand
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: i remember one time i went to uh a photographer's house and he had a 9,600 at his house and he was printing out some big print. And I was like, that's got to cost you a fortune. And he was like, well, Epson sends me ink. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, that's nice. Cause he was sponsored by Epson. I was like, Oh, of course, not only do you get the big fancy printer, but you get free ink. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. It's good to be the King. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you got? You, do you have an idea for photographer of the week?
1: I do. I'm just sending it to you now in our super secret, uh, high-tech encoded oh, okay. messaging system what about this guy sure that's norman trippy. parkinson the governor g-u-v-n-o-r of fashion photography governor governor would now yeah, this, would you lie that close to the edge of that precipice no i wouldn't stand where he's standing to get a photo of the person lying on the edge <laughs> of the <laughs> precipice i'd be shooting with a thousand millimeter lens from way back there holy crap that's terrifying how do people do that? I I don't know. I, I honestly it, it would terrify me. Yeah. They're and and trying to f- focus no pun. Okay, yeah, pun. Um you know, trying to focus on that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, beautiful work. Uh Norman Parkinson, 1913-1990 was one of the 20th century's most celebrated fashion photographers. He pioneered epic storytelling in his images. Here, this is where I'm reading this from, by the way. Uh, Taking portrait and fashion photography beyond the stiff formality of his predecessors and injecting an easy and casual elegance into the art, his photographs created the age of the supermodel and made him the photographer of choice for celebrities, artists, writers, and politicians. He was a permanent fixture at historic moments, photographing the British royal family in private and public, as well as leading figures from the worlds of film, theater, and music, His subjects include, but are not limited to, Audrey Hepburn, The Beatles, Twiggy, Grace Coddington, David Bowie, Iman, Jerry Hall, and countless others. In a career that spanned six decades, he dazzled the world and inspired his peers with sparkling inventiveness.
0: It is really... You think you have that? You think you have sparkling sparkling inventiveness?
2: (laughs) Well...
1: Well, in
0: bed? No, I'm just kidding. Oh wow! I, you know, what I find interesting about this, and and a lot of these images are absolutely wonderful though, uh, is how the more pictures you see of, like, I'm looking at these pictures of Audrey Hepburn in the 50s, right, being all yeah. Audrey Hepburn and adorable because being you know, all Audrey Hepburn. Well, I mean, she's that woman was adorable, like just yeah. plain adorable. Um. But, you know, there's a lot of pictures of artists in front of their work and, you know, famous people, fashion designers and all this kind of stuff. And it is so interesting to me how you can take so many photographers, uh, you can almost tell when they started working or, or the commonalities between them and other photographers who were working at the time. Does that make sense? Mm. Like that, Mm -hmm. that you start Mm -hmm. seeing, Oh, this must've been the way people shot. I don't know. Uh, artists, they shot them in the foreground, the art in the background, you know, slightly cut off. They light from this way, you know? So, so you see like Irving Penn images and you see this guy's images and you see, you know, somebody else's images and you think, Oh, I see. There was, there was definitely a zeitgeist, a feel that was going around at that time. And this is the way you lit things in the eighties and, you know, uh, and
1: I wonder when we see those things. Did they realize it at the time? Did they realize it at the time or did they create it and unknowingly they, they didn't realize it because that, that they were the ones who sort of invented it. Yeah. They were right? so, so close to looking. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's only, exactly. It's exactly. only
0: in uh, it's only in hindsight.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. This is uh very cool. And man, some of these people are so cool.
1: Yeah, very, good. very good find. Norman Parkinson. And, and you know, if you want uh, a print, uh, uh, Norman Parkinson print, uh, what do they it's going to run you, actually, you know what? A thousand to $2,000 for uh, this, this one from Christie's, which I mean, yes, it's a thousand bucks, but I mean, it, it's not a hundred thousand. No. You know? And in fact, right, how, that one oh, is oh, it's tiny. a oh, contact tiny is. print. Yeah. So it's,
0: what is it? Two and a quarter? Yeah, it could, it is? Uh, yeah. doesn't seem square. Is this square? Maybe
1: it is. The yeah. image itself is square. It's mounted in a weird thing that makes it look a little Polaroidy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. By the way, did you see that? Did I send you that thing? The the person that uh, 3D printed a Polaroid with bellows. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kind of wild, right?
0: I, you know, I love cameras. Uh, well, here, let's finish this up, and then I'll say something yeah. about cameras with bellows. Yeah. So, okay, big thumbs up for Norman Parkinson. Now I'm going to be stuck looking at pictures of Norman Parkinson all day long.
1: Well, good. It'll get you out of your. Legal I like this head. iconic images. Uh, dot. It's net. a good site. Yeah, it's a good site. A lot of good stuff there. Iconicimages.net. Will you put that in the show notes, please? Sure, I can do that. Thanks. Um,
0: yeah, so uh, uh, Bellows cameras. It's funny, if anybody has ever not shot with a Bellows camera, uh, it's weird because the lens, to focus, the lens is physically getting further away from the surface of the film or the sensor. And so you have to compensate for that distance lowers the amount of light that hits the sensor and therefore you have to compensate for the bellows in your exposure. And it's like there's a there's a mathematical formula to figure out how many stops of extra light you have to to give it to to do. So the like the RZ67 uh Mamiya or this camera that Jeffrey's talking about, you got the link to that? It's somewhere in our in our in our uh text uh, yeah
1: it's Pol- flex I think was what Polaflex. it's called. Uh
0: so you know, you have, uh, 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 you, you have like that camera or like a four by five or an eight by 10 where it's like, Oh, if you're the closer you focus, the further out the lens has to go. And therefore the more extra, uh, in fact, the, the RZ six, seven has like a little chart on the side of Hmm. the bellows. I think that basically it tells you how much more you have to add. There's like a curve on this, like X, Y chart, um, I'll have to, I'll, will to pull that out. You, you know, if,
1: if, if I shot with cameras like this, you know, what my Instagram handle would be, what would it be? Doctor of Bellows. Uh, we'll, we'll throw back to dream. Uh, Doctor of Bellows.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm don't, so, be uh, <laughs> don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes too, to this, uh, rz67 uh, uh uh exposure don't you have one of those i did for a long time uh i sold it years ago because it's like three times the size of the Hasselblad and only gives you mm. a you know one sixth of a whatever right a, a addition additional exposure so i kind of gave up on it um and sold it i, sh- I probably should have kept it you know, sometimes you gotta sell these things in order to save money for other things. I hear you. I hear
1: um, you. I'm still yeah. waiting to get another. I want to get another 35 f 1.4 for my Fuji. Uh, I'm sure you
0: can get one used
1: pretty cheaply, right? But they're not that much different. Used on MPB, they're like 519. Well, they're 599 new, and I'd rather have the warranties. Well, for then the they really bucks. they're going for just as much
0: money. Now, my question is: Are you going to use that uh, wide open?
1: I did when I had it and it was beautiful.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, I guess that's my question. I, it just, I myself rarely need, if I go faster than 2.8, it's almost too shallow for most of the yeah, stuff that I do. Yeah. So
1: I I seem to remember, I, I I used it wide open when I had it, but I seem to remember 2.8 being the sweet spot for me. Sure. I don't like super, super shallow depth of field. I find it, um, disorienting sometimes in fact oh my god maybe you know this this website camera or not website this guy on youtube camera conspiracies no uh funny comedian kind of guy but does camera reviews and i saw this thing it, it, he was he was kind of making fun of of um tony Northrop because tony did this video with a i think it was a canon r5 or r8 and the, the background was so shallow yeah. like I, I think he shot it at 1.8 but it was so shallow that you really couldn't even make anything out and this guy was just kind of just you know lampooning him a little bit calling it calling him tone to rhyme with bucket. oh i see that <laughs> tone <laughs> tone all
0: right i'll, I'll, no, I'll copy just, that link address and put it on yeah the it's just kind it of funny anyway. it is i don't know that, that i mean uh, that's a look i find it a little like okay yeah that 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 doesn't take a lot of skill that's all just about buying a fast lens and having your computer well, focus and again accurately it,
1: I, I don't find it Attractive when you know one eye is out of focus and the other eye isn't. That, that feels like it feels like an error to yep. me. Often
0: it's hard. To, then you have to have somebody really looking straight forward so both of them are in focus, or you have to stop right. down enough and then the stuff in the background shows up. It's 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 tricky. Even even like the 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 Fuji one ten f two that I have, it's like you use it at f two, nothing's in focus. Except I mean, it, whatever's in focus is very sharp, but so little is in focus that
1: it's almost unusable. Right. Right, 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 you know, right, right, right. It's
0: like a specialty.
1: So it's what, like okay, a, so that goes the other way. So uh, a a two on medium format is is that like is a that one a, four a, on? It is one four. Okay, so it's yeah. not below one yet.
0: No, it's not that bad. But it's also a long lens. So imagine a one point mm-hmm. four. It's like a it's like similar to a one point four or one point two eighty five on a 35 yeah, millimeter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But um, your compression, yeah, okay, your yeah. subject distance and all that is different. But yeah. but,
0: it, but it's it, I mean it doesn't. Um, it doesn't change it that, I mean, it's just, it's a look, but it's not an interesting look to me. It's a look where mm-hmm. everyone who takes that picture, you can't really tell the difference between them because it's the camera doing the job, not you, you know, to some mm-hmm, extent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um But hey, you know, you do you, whatever anybody wants to, <laughs> listen, if you want to look like everybody else's pictures. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, wow. No, wow. it just, it just doesn't, I don't
1: know. It just feels That comment was pretty shallow, Bill.
0: I I mean, listen, there's a guy who takes pictures, uh, a friend of mine who takes pictures for my wife's firm, like does the pictures. And he has an R5 with the 1285 on it. And uh, he shoots with available light in these big windows in the lobby. 1285, wow. Yeah, there's an 8512 RF. Um, Wow. And uh, he... You know he shoots pretty darn shallow, and he lets the R5 do the focus thing, and they look great. Huh. Because are they all straight on or or? Yeah, I mean they're they're like sort of you know sh- uh, uh head to waist kind of things. Lots of arms crossed, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Background just gets blurry, but you can still kind of tell what's going on back there because it's you know a lobby of a big office firm, a big law firm office. You know? Right, 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 right. Um, so. Uh, And they look great. So, I mean, it it works for certain things. I just find that it's not all that interesting when I'm shooting somebody like that, you know. It's certainly not my look, you know. Right. Um, In fact, I took pictures of the people we were staying with down in Sarasota the other day, and there wasn't that much light, and I was shooting at ISO 1600 inside, you know, with, like, window kind of coming, window light coming in behind them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I had him sit down in front of her, and I stopped down to, like, 5.6 or F6, you know, four or something, and it's. Too, I came back and I was like, "Yeah, they're too shallow."
1: Like, mm, really? You know, Even at that? F5 yeah. That, that, wow. Well,
0: it's it's fine for one person. It's fine, but for two people, one who's sitting six or eight inches in front of the other one, it's too. uh okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like neither of them are in really great focus, which is mm. like it's fine for online use, but it's not. It wouldn't print well, so. This is why sometimes, this is the downside of medium format, is that when you need depth of field, you need to stop down a lot. Right, right, you right, know? right, So it's like there, there are there are upsides and downsides to everything. Everything's a double-edged sword, Jeffrey. It's true. It's uh, true. But, uh, yeah. Man, I got to hey, go outside and way, shovel my driveway. What? Uh, you, you, <laughs> you've been
1: listening to on taking pictures.
0: <laughs> Wait, you got to slip that in at the end? episode 360 we've jeffrey we've literally come full circle
1: we really have we really have yeah uh, uh you know you could you could start here you could cut it and like cut this out and put it at the big be- no don't do that
0: you want me to do that i could do that no no no
1: don't don't do that don't, it's funnier this way you can listen to I it backwards Zip, so. zip, Zip-ro- <laughs> didn't oh speaking of backward we got to talk about this next time but but real quick I, for whatever reason All the dead w- one what yeah <laughs> what oh <laughs> all right see you later people that was a deep cut um, right it is okay uh easy lover came yes. on john mayer's show last night as we were driving home from dinner and both adrian and i are just like you know singing along because it's oh, such a great easy tune. lover is an amazing song fantastic tune um and i was i, I read somewhere that they they like for Phil's vocal effect, they they would play it backwards and apply a gated reverb sure. to it yep. and then play it back forward again. Yep. Yeah. So I want to ask you about that. Remind me to ask you about that it's, next time. It's like and preverb is what they're doing. Yeah. Preverb. Yeah.
0: I mean back it in the day dirty. you had to flip the tape and do that because you had to print it the other way. And then you turn it over again the right way. And now instead so the, the reverb that got recorded backwards after the stuff is now before the stuff when you play it forwards. You know, so they actually literally take the tape and they turn it upside down and they run it through. So track one becomes twenty four, track two becomes twenty three. Oh, you know really? I mean? so yeah.
1: And is it is it is is that track with the reverb all the way wet? So you're only hearing the reverb. Well, you and could not his...
0: you could do it that way, or they could print it on an empty track with the reverb on it. You know, what I mean, they usually this is something you usually do afterwards. These are like yeah. the weird tricks they used to do in the tape days. I mean, nowadays yeah. there are pre-reverb effects in fact you might even be able to set the reverb time negative in plugins now i haven't done it in a long hmm. time but that's basically what they're doing because i mean it's gated... such a,
1: a distinct feel to it his oh vocals. sure
0: yeah and i yeah. mean that that was the thing is like the gated reverb sound that he and hugh padjam did on those records i mean that was the sound of the 80s was the
1: oh yeah the big gated drums yeah. and all that yeah. Gated yeah 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 snare. yeah yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Which which was the big thing. So they have reverb. And then when the reverb gets quiet enough, it just shuts off. Um, hmm. And so uh, they started playing with that all over the place uh, in the 80s. So, yeah, that's what you're talking about. And they just print it go. backwards. There you go. There you go. Um, if anybody podcast. wants to get a hold of us, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Send a voicemail 929-390-1916. And we are on the... Instagram and threads until they start using our voices for AI. Oh, Hey, I have a question for you. I'm going to ask you on the air. Use
1: any of uh, Bill's work, you know, feel free. So just get it.
0: Then I'll have to prove why I own it before you can, (laughs) (laughs) you're
1: going to have to start shooting BTS of everything so that you can prove that you actually took the pictures. Oh my God.
0: Hey, do you, uh, how do you feel about the YouTube has a thing now where you can submit your podcast feed and it will make a youtube video out of each one of your podcasts
1: with I, the I, logo I as
0: the, as the image. Oh, I don't know this. Okay. Is that, is that something you're game for or not game for? Yeah, sure, why not. Okay. Then I'll stick I'll stick it up there.
1: Does it, is, does it have to do any any more work for you? Do you have to do no, any more No, I think work? I just have
0: to submit the feed. Oh. Cuz then people could yeah, listen to it on on YouTube also. Yeah. And Apple is soon to be transcribing podcasts automatically in the Apple podcast Yes, app. they are.
1: So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I so like that.
0: everything we say will now be part of the AI LLM.
1: So you know what we should do? We should do a, a print-on-demand book so we don't have to keep stock. We should do a, put the whole feed up there and let's download every episode transcript and do a print-on-demand book. That would be pretty cool. I wonder how many pages <laughs> it would be. 360 episodes of On Taking Pictures, about an hour and a half long, you know, each. How, how, how many? That's a lot of pages. It's bad enough listening to us say it. Imagine
0: if you had to read it.
1: <laughs> it's like the Peeps diaries. It's you know 460 <laughs> volumes.
0: Wow, not, not, not uh, that often you get a Samuel Peeps reference in a podcast. You
1: know, you did well. You you know you you prompted the deep cut, so I had to I had to return in kind. <laughs> well, you know, it's from your youth. Um, <laughs> we'll to you Sam and I used to go out for beers every once in a while. It was you know it was fun. Uh we'll talk to you later, Jeffrey. Alright, we'll see you later. But going
2: on and on the way we are for so long To any fool it's plain to see something's wrong as this way Say what you wanna say.